Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Come on, side, side, What's up, y'all? And welcome to Good Line Side, the podcast. And of course, that is powered by the one and only up in heaven, my man, Combat Jack. And speaking of up in heaven, man, the other day was my man, the Big Specials podcast. He, he's from L.A. Um, everybody in L.A. know him as Glenn Burgess. Um, I used to call him the Big Spash, and we all called him the Big Spash because he was special. Very special guy. And he would have been 59 years old or 58. 58 or 59. But I, I miss the dude dearly. You know how you somebody passes on and um, you just miss him no matter what. And there's a lot of people like that in my life, from my father to the special. who was very close. We were extremely close. This dude taught me so much about life in general, about how to be humble, about how to – not that I was super arrogant, but a lot of times I wouldn't take a lot of time – with people when they were talking to me. And um, Glenn taught me how to take my time and listen to what everybody has to say because you never know when, you know, you may be put in that position where you see somebody that you love or you like and you admire. So sometimes you just got to take the time out of your day. It's, it's, it's too many times fans get into these interactions with celebrities. Uh, my mom used to tell me, you got to remember that that may be the first and only time that they come into contact with a celebrity. And if they watch you and they like you, you know, just be humble and take the time. Even when people say negative things sometimes, you just look at them and say, bro, thanks. I appreciate it. Because, you know, if you weren't watching us or listening to us, you wouldn't have an opinion on it. You know, so a lot of times people just engage you for different reasons, um, especially nowadays in, in the world of social media. You get engaged because they want to try to come up off of your celebrity. They want to engage you in an argument. So their numbers will go up. So people are like, ooh, look at this person, him and whoever else, whoever's going back and forth. You know what I mean? So thank you, Glenn. Rest in peace, Glenn. And thank you for teaching me um, all the things that you've taught me about cooking, about life, about loving somebody unconditionally. Um, we just got to stop putting conditions on love. If you love somebody, you just love that person unconditionally. And sometimes you can't be with that person that you love, but you still love them. Everything is not going to go in your favor all the time. So, you know, I thought I'd take this time out and just talk about 
worldly things and not get too deep into the love stuff today. But I just want to talk about what's going on out there. Okay, first and foremost, have y'all ever heard of Kevin Samuel? Kevin Samuel is this guy that became, quote unquote, semi-famous. I think he's probably like a D or E list star. He's not a big star. But people know him from social media because he gets uh, women on and they talk about their wants and their needs. And he asks them, you know, kind of gives them a reality check. And some point he gives them a reality check of what they can expect. But he's pretty harsh on them. Like if a woman says, you know, I'm, you know, he's talking to her. He said, describe yourself. And she's like, I'm a 10. And he could clearly see them on the screen. And he was like, a 10? Like, what makes you think you're a 10? And, you know, what are you looking for? And she's like, well, I'm 5'2", I weigh 265. And he was like, come on. Do you have any children? Yeah, I got three children. I'm looking for a man that's six figures and all of that. And he'll kind of give him a reality check about what are you bringing to the table to make a man that that's worth six figures or better want to be with you. You're not in shape. You're 5'2". You got three kids. Like, he gives them a reality check. So the other day, this was floating around. He was talking to, not he wasn't even talking to a young lady. He was actually making a statement. And he was telling women that if you do not want sex to be part of the equation, stop doing nighttime dates with men. Because if you do a nighttime date with a man, you're putting sex on the table as part of the date or as an equation to your date. Don't go out with a man after 5 p.m. if you don't want to have sex on the table. Um, I disagree with that because the reason why I disagree with it is because you're stereotyping all men. First things first, let's separate men from boys. Let's totally separate that. There's men and then there's boys. See, the problem that I find is we expect a boy to be a man. Kudos to the group boys to men. We caught them when they were boys, and we still listened to them until they became grown men. So now it's really men because they're not boys anymore. But that song was about, that new edition was about changing boys to men. And a lot of times women don't realize that your maturity level at 20, 21, 23, your maturity level, most of the time, you're already in your 30s as far as your maturity level is concerned. A man the same age is just that what he is. He's a, still a boy. And you cannot change a boy into a man. A boy has to grow into his manhood. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I'm hopefully that good of a father that my one and only son, Zaire, will be a man when it's time for him to be a man. But you can't go expecting boys to be men. That's why a lot of these boys that y'all date, you take them out, they take you out, they spend their money on you, and they expect something out of the equation. Okay, now I used to be there. I used to be there. If I took a girl out, spent my money on her, I expected something out of it. And not necessarily sex, but I expected at least a kiss, a hug, something. Because you never want to feel like you've been used. And women, you know this. You don't want to feel like you've been used. You don't want a guy that you have sex with, and then the next thing you know, he never contacts you again or just ghosts you. 
as they would say. You don't, you don't want that in your life. So Kevin Samuel put on the table, women don't go out with men after five o'clock if you're not trying to sleep with them because when you go out with them after five, you're putting sex into the equation. And like I said, I disagree with that. I think if more women would date men with some sense and not little boys, you will find that you can go on a date with a man, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, and sex is not on the table. Because what we're really trying to do is get to know you over a meal. We want to know who you are. We want to know your background. We want to know how you were raised. We, we're checking you out at a nice restaurant. We're trying to see if you know which fork is which, which knife is which, which side they belong on. We're really checking you out because we're mature men. And you're checking us out at the same time. It doesn't necessarily seem have to be sex on the table. I've gone out with women, 9 o'clock, 9.30, to dinner, and had a great time. Just a really good time. That connection happens. It happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But 9 times out of 10, I had a rule when I was single, living by myself. I had a beautiful town home right on the water in Edgewater, New Jersey. Beautiful, right on the Hudson River right on the Hudson River. My rule was, let me backtrack that before I get to what my rule was. I had two bedrooms, two floors, patio off, off, the, off the living room, looking at the Hudson, patio off my bedroom, looking at the Hudson, and I had two bathrooms, two bedrooms, beautiful townhome. I slept in one bedroom. The other bedroom was a guest bedroom. My rule always was do not sleep with a woman the first time she spends the night in my house. I always offer my spare bedroom. Here's your two washcloths. Here's a towel. No, matter of fact, it was three three bathrooms, three bathrooms. I had a master bathroom and a master suite, and then I had one down the hall towards the second bedroom and then a half bathroom downstairs. So it was two and a half bathrooms. I will always, here's your two washcloths, here's a towel. I got a spare toothbrush if you need one. I always kept packets of toothbrushes in my house just for my own sake, not for a company, but, you know, change my toothbrush every so often. And um, just in case somebody stayed over, whether it was my mom or my brother, my sister, whoever, or my kids always had spare toothbrush. So I will always offer the spare bedroom. And even if they opted to sleep in the bed with me, I was always like, I'm not going to press for sex. I'm not going to look thirsty. Even if we went out and had a good time and she left her car at my house and we got back to my house at one something in the morning, maybe even two. And she was like, ah, I got to drive all the way home. I got to get up. I would always say you can stay here and you can get up in the morning and then drive home because we've been drinking and you tipsy. I'm in New Jersey. You live across the bridge into New York City. I always gave that offer, but I never pressed for sex on the first date or even on the second date if you're staying at my house. So I disagree with it that if you go out with a woman after five, men are expecting sex. I don't agree with that not whatsoever. You're stereotyping all men. You can't put all men in a box like that. I know my friends, a lot of my friends didn't do it. We let the woman initiate it. We didn't, we didn't initiate nothing. 
A woman will let you know. You don't have to initiate it. You don't have to press. You don't have to seem thirsty. You don't have to. And if you're dealing with a mature woman that wants to, fine. No love lost. That's that's all good, but that's not on the on the table just because I took you out to dinner. Or just because we went out and had some drinks and was it was dancing and having a good time, or just because we 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 caught this film that didn't start till nine thirty. We caught the nine thirty show at the theater. It's because we did Broadway and saw a show or something like that that we were both talking about we were interested in, and I snagged the tickets for it to see Hamilton or whatever was on Broadway. I don't mean I expected you to sleep with me because fair exchange is not a robbery. It's not. If you're enjoying yourself with a woman and you're spending money, fine. I enjoyed myself. You enjoyed yourself. Cool. Maybe the next time we go out, you can take me out. Maybe you just found a friend and not a lover. Maybe you just found one of your ride or die homies for the rest of your life that you can be cool with. If a man can't have platonic relationships with a woman, there's something inside of him that's wrong. You don't, we don't have to sleep with every woman. My, one of my best friends, Unique, Yuna. When her dad died, I was the first person she called. And I told my significant other, I got to go. Unique's father just passed. She's destroyed. The first person she called was me because she know I'm her friend and I'm going to be there for her. My homegirl, Sherry, another one, two of my best. These are two of my best female friends. Sherry mom's died. She picked up that phone after she talked to her boyfriend, and she called me because she knows I'm going to be there for her through thick or thin. Those are relationships that I cultivated as friendships with females. I have a lot of great female friends. The young lady that's doing the editing on this podcast, super producer Krista is one of my great friends. Fantastic friend. Always going to be there for her. So that 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 adage or that stereotype that Kevin Samuel is throwing out there, that just because a man goes out with you after 5 o'clock, he's expecting sex, that's an immature man. That's a man that's equating money with services. Not all men are like that. So choose wisely on who you go out with and be careful with who you go out with and always let somebody know who you're out with. Always. And always, ladies, early in the, in the, in the uh, dating, early, drive your own car. Drive your own car. I always think that's a smart move for young ladies. When you first start going out with a guy, drive your own car. You don't really know him like that yet. And even if you've been talking to him for three months or four months, you don't know him. He may be setting you up for something. So drive your own car. Okay? There's a lot of ladies out there that expect something if, she, if they take a man out after 5 o'clock. I don't know where he got that mess from. But he can keep that mess to himself, man. After 5 o'clock, men expect sex. I hate when we get stereotyped. Because we fought so hard to break a stereotype that we shouldn't have to be stereotyped by our own people. We fought long and hard for a long time to stop being stereotyped by white people. There used to be a stereotype that a black man wasn't smart enough to be a quarterback. 
You know, we were animals. We're not humans. We're property. That's a stereotype that was laid on all brown people. The stereotypes that men have that they can't be around gay men because they think gay men want them. That's that's a lie. That's a stereotype. Come my gay friends told me they know if you're down with the swirl or not. They know if you're with the program or not. I have gay friends. My gay friends never, ever came on to me. Matter of fact, y'all all know one of my gay friends. Gary with the T from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. That's my dude. That's my homie. We do brunches and lunches together. I'm not gay. I'm married. I mean, being married don't necessarily make me not gay, but Gary knows I'm not gay. And Gary has never, ever come on to me for the four or five years that I've known him now. Just because a gay person has a straight friend does not mean that they're going to come on to you. That's a stereotype. That's a myth that y'all put into your heads. So don't listen to that crap Kevin Samuel's talking about. Don't listen to that. Let's stop that stereotyping, y'all. Stop that. Now let's move on. I don't know if lately y'all saw what's going on with Cardi B. And I love Cardi B. And let me tell you why I love Cardi B. I love Cardi B for her authenticity. She's about as authentic a star. Well, I would say Cardi B is in the superstar. Now, because you say Cardi, people know who you're talking about. So I would say Cardi B is a superstar now. She's getting top dollar for doing shows and stuff like that. She's a superstar. Um, Cardi just won more than $4 million in a libel lawsuit against a celebrity gossip blogger who falsely claimed in YouTube videos that Cardi was a prostitute, did cocaine, and had contracted STDs of, uh, uh, I'm about to say a fury, a jury in federal court in Georgia awarded Cardi $1.25 million on Monday in the lawsuit, including a million dollars in general damages and $250,000 in medical expenses against Latasha KB, also known as Tasha K. You got to pay Cardi B a million and something dollars. And then Tuesday, the jury added another million five in punitive damages. Cardi's attorney, Lisa Moore, confirmed that Tasha K was ordered to pay Cardi's legal fees of more than $1.3 million. Wow. Cardi filed this lawsuit back in 2019 after this Tasha K woman posted a series of videos on her YouTube channel making a number of false claims, including that Cardi's child was going to be born with mental disabilities and that Cardi was a prostitute that had herpes and did drugs, including mollies and cocaine, and did something outlandish when she used to dance with a Heineken bottle. And according to the lawsuit, this caused Cardi B uh, to suffer embarrassment, humiliation, mental anguish, and emotional stress. And of course, this Tasha K girl, uh, <laughs> this Tasha K girl, they had nothing to say about it. You know, what all she said was, in a tweet, my husband, attorneys, and I fought really hard. I want to thank them for their long hours of sleepless nights. Winos, it's only up from here. See y'all in a few days. Back to work. 
Yeah. No, not for you. That just goes to show that you can't say anything that you want to say. You know what I'm saying? Now she's trying to use this to her advantage. Oh, I'm going to tell on. Uh, it was supposed to be yesterday. What, uh, everything on my YouTube channel. So y'all tune in. You just can't. You can't make false allegations and false claims against people. You know, you got to have rock solid proof. You can't just say what you want to say. And I'm happy for Cardi because, you know, Cardi just set a precedent. You can have an opinion on what somebody look like or what somebody wears or their dress or their hair or whatever. You are, you are absolutely 100% free to say you don't like Cardi's new teeth. You liked it better when she had chipped teeth. You can clearly say that. But you can't make unsubstantiated facts and think that you're going to get over it. You can't say that. And she just did a service for all the stars out there. People that have these YouTube channels that claim to be celebrity bloggers that don't use the word allegedly. They speak it out there like it's truth. And then people repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. One thing I noticed about social media is... People like negative shit more than they like positive shit. You can be positive. I'm telling y'all, I can be positive all day. I could give you a morning inspiration like I do on my radio show all day on my Instagram account. I could do it every day, all day. Okay? From my knowledge, my wisdom, and my understanding of life. I could do this every day. And I'm not going to get as many hits as I'll get if I post somebody falling down an escalator. Or if I post some girl that was trying to gyrate on a pole and the pole fell. I'm going to get way more attention on those posts than on a positive post that I put out. We love negative, toxic bullshit. And that's just the way it is. We just love that shit. Love it. So anytime somebody becomes a superstar, it's your chance to drag them down to your level. You angry, you jealous, and you mad. I had a guy DM me, and he said, I'm the biggest Kanye hater alive. And I disagreed with him. I say, yep, that's me. I ain't got nothing else to do. I just go home every day and plot on the new ways that I'm going to hate Kanye West. I don't even eat until I figure out how I'm going to take a jab at Kanye West. I'm not, I, you know what it is with me? I don't like some of the things that Kanye says sometimes. And I've met Kanye on several occasions. That don't mean I'm hating on him. I just disagree and just dislike some of the things he said, but I did just stand up for Kanye when it came to what was going on with his daughter's birthday party and nobody wanted to tell him where the birthday party was. That's his child. See, we got a, we, we got a big, big problem with divorces and separations and things of that nature with the control of the child and using the child as a pawn. I know it because I went through it. But it comes a time 
Well, your child is going to find out what you did. And they're not going to be mad at their dad. They're going to be mad at you. And you are the one that's going to have to deal with this child at the time. When this child is old enough to speak for himself. Because there's going to come a time when if you're a dad and you take it. And you eat the shit that a lot of us ate as great fathers. You're going to have your own relationship with your kid. And when you have your own relationship with your kid, that's when your kid talks to you directly and you don't need to go through the mother to talk to your child or see your child or be with your child. And one thing that my children understand is I sacrifice time to financially benefit you. I couldn't be there all the time because I was working, but my working didn't just benefit me. My working gave you a better life. My working kept you out the hood. My working let it, enabled you to have a better education. And I couldn't do both. And sometimes you can't do both. But these games that some women play, using your child as a pawn, that has got to stop. Taking your child away from their father into another state, how do you expect them to be a good father when you're, you're four hours, five hours away? And he has to work and earn a living. And you want your child support every month. But then you complain that he don't spend time with his child. You're five hours away. How is he supposed to? I remember when I went through my divorce with my ex-wife, Kim. We're in New Jersey. She threatened to take my kids and move to Los Angeles because she's a makeup artist, professional makeup artist, who does very well for herself. But I'm just telling the story. We're good now. We've been good for a long time. But... She threatened to take my kids and move to California. You don't know, fellas, that you can go down to the courthouse and get an injunction for the amount of space that your baby mother can take your child away from you. It makes no sense to be in Atlanta and your child and his mother move to Canada. How are you supposed to be a good father? You're still going to have to shell out your child support. But once they say they're going to make that move, and if you find out they're going to make that move, you need to go to the court immediately if you want to be an active part of your child's life. A kid is not a pawn to be played with. It's a human being. A living, breathing human being. You're going to get mad, so you're going, I'm jetting and I'm taking the kids, or I'm jetting and I'm taking your son, or I'm jetting and I'm taking your daughter. And I ain't going to tell you where we are, but you still got to pay the court and the court will pay me. And when that goes down, the court won't even tell you where your own kid is, y'all. I got friends that been through that. The most important thing is if you having a child with a woman is to learn your rights as a father. That's super important. I know a lot of guys out there that want to be good dads. That made some mistakes in their life, but they want to be there. For their kid. That's why you got to be careful who you have kids with. You got to be careful who you have kids with. You know? Because there's going to be a lot of animosity. I'm quite sure we were just talking about Cardi B, right? And the whole Tasha K thing. Now, Cardi is married to Offset. Offset has other children. I am quite, quite sure. And this is conjecture, conjecture on my part. 
that his other children, his mothers, are jealous of his relationship with Cardi. I guarantee that. And probably, I hope they don't give him a hard time seeing his children because he does pay child support. He does. And at certain times, ladies, if, you, if, if your man is a good man, and especially if you got a son by him, if he wants to raise his son from the teens into manhood, I think you should let him. Because you can do a good job, but you cannot teach a boy how to be a man. Only a man can do that. You don't even know how to be a man. You don't even know how to be a man. My son is in a disagreement with his mother right now. My only son, Zaire, because of the things that she did, she wouldn't let him come live with me when he was getting ready to go into his teenage years. I didn't feel like going back and forth to court and spending all of that money. I could just, okay, I'm going to keep paying child support, but he's going to figure it out one day. He's going to figure out that you're using them to get a check because you knew if you let him come live with me, your check gets cut in half. <laughs> and you know it. Same thing with my oldest daughter, Tiffany. Same thing. My mother would not let me raise this girl. I was in a totally better space than she was in. Beautiful house in, in West Orange, New Jersey. Better school system. Better everything. I was like, yo, let me get this now. It's my turn. But when they start thinking about it is the check is gone and you could turn around and say, hey, I take care of the child now. So she has to give me child support. Oh, don't want to do that. No matter what the circumstances are. No matter what the circumstances are. You know, but I ate a lot of bullshit for the benefit for the benefit of my children. But a lot of that stuff, ladies, y'all guys, stop. For real. And I'm not just jumping on the ladies and gentlemen, you gotta go all way out your way to be a good father. You have to, because the kids are the ones that suffer for your lack of leadership. It's so true, y'all. So true. We're going to take a break right now. All right, because I got some bills to pay. And I'm going to come back with more of Come On, Son, the podcast. Come on, son. Now, this may be hard to believe, y'all, but I am not a morning person. I know. I run a morning show in Chicago. I know on the weekends I'm on the radio in Atlanta in the morning. Everything that I do, I usually do in the morning. Literally all of my business get handled right around sunrise. But you know what? There's one place that has the power to turn me into a morning person, and that is McDonald's. Something about the smell of hash browns in one hand while cuffing my bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit ever so gently in the other as I smother it in grape jelly. That gives me the boost I need to conquer the day. The mix of sweet and savory plus a big old swig of orange juice to wash it all down is my true definition of eating good. So if you're like me, struggling to push through the morning, order ahead on the app and stop by your local McDonald's today and get that early a.m. dose of delicious you need to help you defeat the morning sleepies. App download and registration required. 
Have you ever seen a vitamin water display at your local store? It's like walking into an actual rainbow. Is it me or are the flavors of vitamin water insanely attractive? Plus, with titles like Energy, Revive, Focus, Refresh, Essential, Power C, and Triple X, it's easy to pick a flavor to match your vibe. The real flex is flavor. Don't forget to check out the newest flavors, Gutsy Watermelon Peach and Look Blueberry Hibiscus. If you're looking for an adventure with the family, NerdWallet can help you take the first steps towards making your dream a reality. Start earning points towards a much-deserved trip by using NerdWallet to compare and find credit cards that pack big travel rewards. Because why not turn everyday purchases into an unforgettable experience? And maybe that vacation made you realize you're ready for a place with a bit more space. NerdWallet can help you compare rates to find the smartest mortgage lender for you. And now that you're feeling settled in your new home, wouldn't it be nice to spend less time watching your investments and more time with family? NerdWallet can help you compare and find financial advisors to take the lead on expanding your portfolio while you take the lead on fort building. Whatever you're dreaming of, NerdWallet makes it easy to compare the smartest financial products side by side. Compare and find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. NerdWallet is not an investment advisor nor an investment broker. Information is for educational purposes only. Come on, son. Get the fuck out here with that corny shit. Back with Come On, Son, the podcast. I'm at Love and thank you for joining me. I'll call this podcast What in the World podcast. I'm a little talking about a little bit of everything that's going on. Here's something very interesting, and I don't get to talk about politics a lot. And I hope y'all stay with me and, you know, enjoy this podcast. But, um... Supreme Court Justice Breyer is retiring. He's 80-something years old, and he's retiring from the Supreme Court. So that gives President Biden an opportunity to support, I mean to appoint, not support, but to appoint, excuse me, his very first Supreme Court Justice. And he has vowed to appoint a black woman. And there are several black women that he's looking at. Now, you know, President Biden is a liberal Democrat. So he's absolutely is going to appoint a liberal to the Supreme Court. There are more conservatives on the Supreme Court right now than liberals. It's trying to get it there a little bit better to balance everything out because we need a balanced Supreme Court. We do, because if something happens to one of us, and our case goes to the Supreme Court, say some fabricated evidence and stuff that's circumstantial, locks you up for the rest of your life and puts you on death row, and you have exhausted all of your appeals, and your case gets taken to the Supreme Court, you want it to be pretty even. I don't want the Supreme Court to be one way on either side. I don't want it to be too liberal and I definitely don't want it to be too conservative. I need the Supreme Court to be kind of even. You know, once they on, they serve for the entirety of their life. Which is kind of bugged out, too, in my opinion. You know, why do Supreme Court justices sit on that bench for their entire lives? And there's term limits to presidents and congressmen and senators. They don't, we don't even have to vote for who's on the Supreme Court. They get appointed, and they get to serve their entire life. I think, personally, that there should be a term limit of eight years 
on Supreme Court justices. And I sincerely hope and pray that President Biden really lives up to what his campaign promises were. Because I, for one, voted for him, and so did a lot of other people. And uh, I didn't forget the mess that he put a lot of black people in. We're drawing up that, you know, why the reason why we're going into prison reform right now is partially because of Biden, but Clinton was the last stop on that, the crime bill, you know? So I'm sincerely hoping that we get a black female Supreme Court justice. Here's the irony of it all. America's been around for a long, 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 long time. Long time. Clarence Thomas was the first black Supreme Court justice, and he's a conservative, Republican. This is going to be the first time a black woman has been a Supreme Court justice. Kamala Harris is the first black woman vice president we've ever had. She holds the second highest office in the country. She's the vice president of the United States. We have yet to have a female of any color as the president of the United States. We are so far behind other countries in education and child health care and global warming and a little bit of everything. Fiscally, we are behind. We need more women making decisions. Part of our problem is the good old boys network, and I'm not a part of that, still look at women like commodities or like property, like you ought to be seen and not heard when it comes to getting into those higher offices. It's the same old story, y'all. It's the same old story about white men afraid to lose their power. That's what the whole Trump, put Trump in office thing was about. Trump is going to help us keep our money. He's going to help us keep our power. Trump is all about keeping a white man in power. Let's go, Trump. Make America great again. Ask them, anybody that has that hat on or flag or anything, ask them in their opinion, when was America great? In their opinion. See how far back they go. If they go back to when women had no rights, black people had no rights, then you know where they're coming from. But we need more women. I'm an advocate for more women in power. And I know we used to make jokes about, yeah, she's going to get on her period and press the bomb and we're going to be in the nuclear fight because she didn't feel good that day. Those are just jokes. Most of the time, if you look at things, women are a lot smarter than most men. And I think that's what men are afraid of. But we need more women in power. Women have empathy, man. They care. You know, men are just so hard sometimes that you forget that the people that you're talking about is human because all you're worrying about is you and your crew. That's Trump. Just me and my crew. I'm going to tell everybody out there that I'm about them, my constituency, but I don't really care about them. I don't care. Because all those people that backed them on the riots on Capitol Hill, he ain't trying to do nothing to keep them out of jail. And they're going to jail. 
behind a president that ain't even standing up for you right now. Behind a president that's saying, hey, white people don't get vaccinated, but he's vaccinated. He's telling y'all not to get vaccinated. You don't have to. But this man is fully vaccinated. Because he caught COVID when he was a president. And they took care of that. Presidents get the best medical treatment on the planet Earth. Okay, so I'm hoping and praying that we get a black female Supreme Court justice. But all that kind of stuff is a long time coming. I hate hearing it. It irks my nerve. I just thought of a Kumo D rhyme right there. It irks my nerve when I heard a sucker rapper that I know I serve. Oh, that's from How You Like Me Now, but we're not doing that right now. Um, <laughs> hip-hop lyrics always fall in my head. It irks my nerve to think that we're in 2022 and black people, be, is still some firsts out there for black people of any, eth, um, of any gender. There's still things that are first. No black female Supreme Court justice. When Clarence Thomas got appointed, I was like, he the first one? Like, it's stuff like that that we don't pay attention to. I'm like, so we've never had an indigenous Supreme Court justice. What the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing as a country? How do we believe this the stuff, the rhetoric that we've give, that we've been given by anybody, by any politician? I don't, I don't care if it's Barack Obama. How do we believe that when this country was not set up for us to be a part of it? When this country refuses to go back and correct mistakes they made in the past to make everything all inclusive. They don't even want to talk about slavery in school because they don't want the little white kids to feel bad. You can still turn on TV and switch channels and a lot of these sitcoms, they don't have really no more black leads. No, maybe there's, you know, you got to throw a white guy in there like Keenan, right? Keenan, uh, not Keenan Ivory Wayans. Keenan from Saturday Night Live. My dude. Love him. Funny as hell on Saturday Night Live. Funny. He got a show called Keenan. They had to put Don Johnson on that show. Why? Why did he need to be there? His wife that passed away, supposedly Don Johnson's, her father. Why did he need to be white? Why did the networks make sure that they throw a white guy in there? When we did Who's the Man, they was pressing us for white guys in there. So we chose who we wanted. We was like, all right, Dennis Leary, Colin Quinn. All right, because it's got to cross over to the white audience. Why does everything we do have to cross over to them, but everything they do don't have to cross over to us? What in the world is going on? Why are we still like this? Why? On another note, I got another question. What in the world? Oh, shouldn't we be at the point, at this point right now, where fraternities and sororities aren't going at each other? 
shouldn't shouldn't we be that at that point? I'm a Mason. We don't we don't go at a, at each other's Masons. We don't we don't go with if you from one lodge, I'm from another lodge, or you AM or I'm not whatever it is. We don't do that. And every time there's a Founders Day for any sorority or fraternity and somebody posts, somebody that's going to be in their comments has to post about their Founders Day. It's not about you. Why are you hating? Why you just can't take a back seat and chill until your Founders Day? Why didn't you say, hey, congratulations on your Founders Day? The only competition between y'all should be when you do a step show. Other than that, there shouldn't be. And that's a turnoff to people that's on the outside looking in. It really is. And a lot of times y'all need to get yourselves together, man. Seriously, when your whole identity becomes your sorority or your fraternity, it's it's ugly because you're not a child anymore. Okay, when you was in college, and you pass the burning sands. You cross the burning sands, however they want to see it. And you become what you become a part of a fraternity or a sorority. I can understand that. I can understand the jackets all the time. I can understand the shirts all the time. But now, as a grown-ass man in your 50s, You still getting up every day, putting on the purple and gold? Big happy birthday shout out goes to my man, O.T. Othenio. It's my guy. He's a Q. You would never know it until he sees another Q. You would never know. I don't think I ever seen O.T. in purple and gold. But yet I'm down here in the South. He's from Chicago, y'all. Big up O.T. He's from Chicago. No, he's actually from Gary. He lives in Chicago. He's a very bright man, vice principal of one of the best schools in Chicago. It's my guy. Married, beautiful wife, Steph, beautiful son, Mason. Yo, and his best friend, Derek. They both are cues, and you would never know unless they're in that atmosphere with other cues. And then they do their thing, and that's it. Or they throw it up when they play Atomic Dog. I'm good with that. But I'm talking about the cues in the 60s. Every time you see them, they hat got to be purple and go. Like, dude, come on, man. When you were young, that was. I ain't, and I'm not hating because I'm a Mason and we're the oldest fraternity in the country. Matter of fact, the oldest fraternity in the world, if you want to call it that. And the Eastern Stars are probably older than all your sororities put together. And it's not hate. I'm just telling you how I see it right now. This is what in the world is going on that we're still doing this. You're still hating on other sororities and fraternities and uh, the Deltas ain't theirs. You know, our thing is coming up. All right, let the AKs, let the AKs have their moment. Your moment is coming up. You ain't got to pee on their moment for your moment to shine. Because I know you hate it if somebody like does something like that to you. So brotherhood and a sisterhood. Be brothers and sisters with everybody. All of the sororities, all of the fraternities, all of the masons. It's like, damn, what in the world is going on? Q, 
Candace Owens, you know, y'all know the political Candace Owens chick, you know, who doesn't believe that we should be able to file discrimination lawsuits on the base of color. But if you go back in her history, she's filed one and one. What is really going on? What in the world? She's speaking on the fact that Disney is putting a pantsuit on Minnie Mouse. Stella McCartney, Paul McCartney's daughter designed it. So Minnie got a pantsuit now. Minnie always wore the polka dot dress, right? So now for Disney to be more inclusive, they're not saying that Minnie, you know, Minnie is Mickey's woman, is gay, but she's wearing a pantsuit. Like the Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She's gay. She wears a pantsuit all the time. Oh, you ruining the fabric of America by putting a pantsuit on Minnie Mouse. Candace Owens, shut the fuck up. Why don't you go to Mar-a-Lago and count those so-called missing ballots that made Trump the winner of the election? Because you sound fucking stupid. Like, for real, for real. And I'm just tired of you. I'm tired of you not standing up for your people. I'm tired of you kissing ass because you think it's going to give you a fucking position. You just... Judas and the Messiah. You the fucking Judas, man. You're Judas. Especially you standing with people that you shouldn't be standing with. Like, that shit... Drives me crazy, man. And speaking of driving me crazy, y'all, can I touch on some sports real quick? Um, I know there's a whole lot of vacancies out there. And the NFL said they were going to be more inclusive. Y'all threw a little bread at us for different people's organizations when Black Lives Matter was, was going down. And I want to watch this carousel very closely to see why you're not hiring any black GMs, and a lot of your hirings are suspect, like my Giants. Uh, Joe Shane, I hope you do a good job with the Giants, but you're a personnel director from the Buffalo Bills, and y'all grabbing him because the Bills are winning? He wasn't the general manager. He wasn't a head coach. Leslie Frazier's out there. My man who got fired from Miami that shouldn't have been fired. I think his name is Brian Flores. He's out there. And a lot of other qualified people are out there to become head coaches. Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator for the championship Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who used to be a head coach, but he was a head coach on the Jets, and the Jets fucking suck. And we all know that. Excuse me to Jet fans. The Giants fucking suck. It's been 11 years. We had one playoff appearance in 11 years, and we lost that. Stop. Yo, let's go against the green. Give somebody a chance. You know, they even talking about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn used to be, for all you football fans that know, he was the uh, Atlanta Falcons head coach. Yeah. So he's what offensive or defense coordinator for the Cowboys. So now he's going to get another look, but Todd Bowles whose defense showed up like crazy. The defense was actually better than the offense in that Super Bowl, But of course they want to get a golden boy 
Tom Brady the MVP, which the defense should have been the MVP in that one. If Todd Bowles doesn't get another chance at head coaching Eric Bieniemy, brilliant minds out there, man. Uh, what's my man name? Damn, 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 damn. Y'all, I, I'm just having a brain fart right now. Excuse me. He's the offensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich. He should be a head coach at some place. Come on, man. Show that you was really about what you say you was about. Stop trying to pacify us with Rock Nation helping you to put together the Super Bowl halftime show. Stop that. That's not pacifying me. I'm watching. I want people in charge of shit. Basketball is doing it. They're even hiring women, which that should have been done a long time ago, too. You see what I'm telling you? Going back to what I was talking about before with the Supreme Court. When are we going to get a woman head coach in the NFL? If they got the means and the minds to do, oh, well, they don't have the experience. Joe Judge, the Giants just fired, really wasn't qualified to be a head coach. He was a special teams assistant for the New England Patriots. He wasn't even a coordinator. Y'all have got to be fucking kidding me, man. Stop it. Stop it. What in the world? And finally, on what in the world? Another little baby got killed in a drive-by shooting. In the in the mother's car, in the car seat. Y'all know what, man? Some motherfuckers deserve to be locked up. Some motherfuckers, it's just, you're just reckless, dude. That's just, that's ridiculous and it's heartbreaking. You're just fucking reckless. A lot of y'all out there are reckless. Y'all don't even know how to shoot. You got an illegal gun and you just have it. You've never shot it. You never, you don't go nowhere, put some bottles up, learn to aim. You get a chopper, you just spraying. You get a Draco, you just spraying. You get an AR-15, you just letting off the clip. You can't even control a goddamn weapon. You don't even kill a person that you're trying to kill. You're killing innocent children. When is this dumb shit going to stop? It has to stop. If black lives matter to us, if you want people that are not of our color to believe black lives matter, then black lives have to matter to us first. I'm going to say it again. Black lives have to matter to us First, black lives have to matter to us first. Black lives have to matter to us first. Fuck. Stop it. I'm tired of it. My heartfelt condolences goes out to Regina King and Ian Alexander Sr. On the loss of Ian Alexander Jr. Who committed suicide. He's only 26 years old. If you need help. Please ask for help. We never know what's going on in somebody's head. But to all my young people out there that may be listening, to my older people out there that may be listening, to everybody out there that may be listening, there is somebody that cares. There is. So please reach out to a professional. If you're having thoughts of suicide, there is a suicide prevention hotline. We've all been in a place in our lives where we felt low. 
not worthy, not wanting to continue, trying to figure out why, please reach out to somebody. Please. Regina's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. She's been a good friend. We don't see each other every day, but when we do, it's a celebration. Um, I just want to hug her, and I'm going to hug her via this podcast right now. Regina King is one of the best that we've never heard of, that didn't get celebrated back when she was the best. I've been saying for years Regina King is one of the dopest actresses on the scene, even when we was going crazy about somebody else. I knew that Regina was who she is. She's a strong woman, and it's going to take a lot for her to get past the suicide of her only son. And why we're celebrating Regina King? Because we know Regina King as an actress, as a director. I know Ian Alexander Sr. I was at Ian Alexander Sr. and Regina King's wedding when little Ian was small. I remember dancing with little Ian in the middle of the dance floor at their reception. I remember all of us that was there forming a circle around little Ian going, go Ian, go Ian, go Junior, go Junior. I remember the pride that Ian Senior had about his son. So my heart goes out to Ian Senior, my dude for a long time. One of his best friends lived next door to me who also committed suicide. And I'm talking about the late, great Chris Lighty. I cannot imagine that pain. I don't want to imagine that pain. So let's all open our hearts and send some love and vibrations, even if you didn't know them personally, send some love and vibrations towards Ian Alexander Sr. and Regina King on the loss of their son, Ian Alexander Jr. May his soul rest in eternal peace. May he follow the light to heaven. And rest there easy. I can't say Ian and Gina is going to be all right because it's not going to be all right. There's going to be things that's going to trigger you to cry uncontrollably. Like I still do on the loss of the big special. Like I still do on the loss of stretch. Like I still do on the loss of heavy D. Like I still do on the loss of my daddy. Who passed when I was 19. You never get past it. I'm at Love with This Is. Come on, son. The podcast. God bless y'all. Bye. Come on, son. That's my shit, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.